الحمد لله طيب انت سويت الحين your undergrad in the UK yes how did that work out for you well to get this the story what happened to me personally it was a little bit different than others why because I was in different scheme and so when I graduated from high school I graduated with very low GPA which I'm very proud of I graduated with 66% which at that time no university will accept me and uh, because due to the minimum requirement to enroll in university so i enroll in uh, college and due to the mechanism of that college was a little bit older and i spent uh, five years so i took my uh, diploma and then i go for higher national diploma in uh, human resources then i have a question either i go back and we do it all again in um, private university or I have to go outside and do a top-up degree. Therefore, the opportunity was wide open in UK because my the education links or the education program that I went through is basically a UK-based program. So UK offered me a one year for a bachelor or undergrad and then I did my postgraduate as well. That's fascinating <coughs> because my cousin uh, Khalid, um, he came out from Saudi Saudi Arabia. His English was was abysmal, to be honest. Mm. And uh, so I enrolled him into an English school into the UK for about one and a half, two years. And then instead of him going to high school or anything else, I found a few universities that were willing to do a a supplementary year. Mm. which is instead of an undergrad, I think a typical undergrad in the UK is four years. Yes. Uh, he did one supplementary year, which was like an equivalency of an A-level. Right. And that allowed him then to go and study at Cardiff. So th- that was the process that we went through to get him to where he needs to be at. I, I wish I did that process. I-, I sadly did it the dumb way. I did my A-levels in the UK, and then I did my undergrad at Westminster. And I chose my university based on uh, based on the shekel, based on the girls. Right. That's how I chose it because I remember going to different universities because on uh, you can in the UK system you can apply to three different universities. Right. Right. By the they have that portal. I forgot whatever that portal was. Uh, called. I, th- I think I know what you mean. The portal which allow you. I think UCAS. UCAS portal. UCAS, yeah. Right. You can UCAS. have you can have three. Yeah. Technically, you can have more, but then you just have to contact the universities. Right. Uh, uh, like number and the right. admission portal and then you can send your 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 a levels through that direction which sadly i didn't know anyways i was in, i was at the time studying in birmingham and i went to london and i was checking out some universities and i and i went to tal al-haim i was like mm, which one has the <laughs> <laughs> which one had the nicest girls and i ended up choosing westminster because it had the most russian girls right. <laughs> does it work for you my oh my god it worked like a dream i was never happier Full of just tall, thin, blonde girls. It was a dream. <laughs> Four years of just <laughs> pleasant memories. Pleasant memories. And and you didn't end up working in, in the UK. You wanted to go back to Bahrain. How did that work out for um, you? It's, to be frank, honest, it was some. It was really difficult. Mm. Why? Because in UK, if you wanna switch your visa from Tire Four visa or student visa to employment visa, it's require you to be in a sponsor company. Yeah. Now the question is, if I wanna position myself 
to be in a UK market, of course, they respect the qualification levels and they really, you know, they won't really hire you to do stupid job if you really graduate with something. So they will put that care into your um, direction. But what happened with me, basically, we were, um, it's basically we were looked at as a third party. The first, of course, English, and of course, the, then there is the Europeans, and then there is the international. At that moment was in 2018, and it was prior to the Brexit. Yes. So at that time, they don't have extended visa, an option for an employees or for international. Now, for my case, I was really looking hard to find a job. Actually, I worked in London just to, you know, just to have the feeling of working in London. And uh, I looked here and there, and honestly, to be in a position in, in UK market, and you will be like the third option for them. So if, you, if they were going to hire you, they will have to look for the English and then the Europeans and then us. Absolutely. Sadly, after that, when Boris Johnson, uh, I believe, or b the one before Boris Johnson, uh, um, Theresa May, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, You're Theresa correct. May um, left her sheet uh, and then uh, Boris Johnson came and immediately he had bought that. And I was like, Oh my God, are you serious? Like, imagine, like, I'm, I'm graduating in 2018, it's 2019, there's like, no, only graduate from 2020 onwards, and I gra literally graduated in end of December, only uh, people who are going to graduate in uh, 2020, they will be eligible for extended visa. And so you, you didn't want to do a master's just to get that extra year? No, I, I actually, at that time, I already applied for my master's and sure. I got accepted. Sure. And um, while that happened, they like honestly, if if I want to position myself in those sponsorship companies, just like in Bahrain, for example, I'm talking about banks or uh, oil companies that you know that big industry companies. Exactly. So the big industry companies are not concerning with the qualification only. So I have a friend of mine who 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 was who did her degree in the UK and she wanted to apply for a UK citizenship. And I think that's about 10 years you have to have be working in the UK to get it. I'm, mm. You can correct me if I'm wrong. <clears throat> she was working for a financial company. Uh, I'm not gonna say which because I don't remember the name. <laughs> she was telling me that her yearly performance re review, her manager was such a dick that he would say to her before the performance review, hey, you know what? If we fire you, you would have to restart your 10 years. Oh my God. Exactly. And, and so every performance, which was every quarter and every end of the term, obviously every year, they would put that again at her. Right. And it, it, was, it was horrendous. I've, 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 I remember seeing her really, really struggling, like coming in the office like very early, leaving incredibly late, getting back home, right. and just to, to, to meet that kind of demand. So maybe I think you dodged a bullet not joining that kind of a black company that is going to torture you. Exactly. You know, but at, at that time, you know, my focus when I finished my postgraduate, like I knew. And to, to be frank speaking, even in my uh, thesis, I wrote it. And sometimes when I go through it, I was amazed. Because if, if I go back to 2014, 2015, I wrote, uh, you know, you have to write uh, about you, you have to write something. And at that time, when I applied to go to UK, I write 
one line which really I was amazed of how did I know this information prior to its time I wrote it's not about that degree that you have in hands it's about what can you do with the degree what doors open exactly so so taking this in before I study and when I graduated I, I once I've seen the sponsor companies I very hard they they're demanding long experience and in UK I thought like you know what it's not for me and and what made you come back to Bahrain and why not Saudi why not UAE why not China what 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 said to you saying like you know what I spent my time in the UK I, sh I sh what what was the driving feeling behind coming back then um honestly the m I would say my family and of because I, I stayed uh, I stayed there like almost three years and being away and for me I didn't like to come between uh, like for example Easter or uh, Christmas those breaks are meant for me to go to explore UK Mm. to be in the UK so at that time I thought like I, I wasn't married back then and I was like I need to start up my family I need to start doing something Mashallah. and I need to you know sort out my things and honestly I, I didn't thought of uh, being outside Bahrain because uh, you know working outside Bahrain even if it's lucrative position it's it's not always with the money I would say and that's the main reason I came back because I'm not drive driven by finding a paycheck to paycheck and that's actually the reason why I believed that we shouldn't entirely put our lives into nine to five jobs that they wouldn't recognize what we can do for the conversation or the company and so like from this perspective I thought like you know mm. I don't want to go back to Bahrain but mm. I, I love UK mm. what should I do Imagine what I did. I was searching just to find a job, and uh, I met a girl. Her name Sarah, and she was working. Uh, of course, you'll be s familiar with this brand, Sports Direct. Yes, of course. So I went to Sports Direct, and I says, "You know what? I have only six months before my visa expires, and I will. I want to work here." And she would ask me, "Are you serious, Mohammed?" I told her why. She said, "You have a master's degree." why do you want to work as a sales specialist and then you know, i replied to her visa i mean come on wake up yeah no <laughs> it's not like that i took it to other as like you know what take it from another perspective i have only six months left in my visas you know if i go back to my home and i'm thinking doing meditation if i came back and i didn't accomplish a task within my task to do list that I did not work in the UK or I didn't have the real feeling of working in London it's gonna be a nightmare for me taking into consideration that you don't need to teach me the flow I know how to manage the flow and besides that I have good experience in sales and so she was amused by my honesty and she offered me zero hour contract followed by 40 hours contract next week and after the rest that, is even they asked me to stay even more than 40 hours and then that's like guys I really love the work I really like the environment but I'm here to to try working and living in London because I, w I was living in Northeast and it's not like London mm. London is different level and I want to explore the feeling by working and being in that uh, position 
And so I came back to Bahrain. And I, as I said, this is where I discover myself. 27 years of my life, I thought I'm really good or I thought that I'm going to be really good in terms of, because I, I, I like to deal with the people, I understand people, and I like to develop people. And that's my uh, passion towards even choosing the uh, human resource as, you know, as a curriculum to follow or to do. And so I didn't knew at that time what other inner power I might have or obtain. And so I knew in, in university especially, even if I was well prepared, as soon as I stood up, I feel nervous. I feel I'm really can't. I feel like there's something not really going to the direction I wanted to be. And I'll feel like lost of words, I'll start fumbling with my hands, and at sometimes I'm even sweating. And at that time I was thinking, why? Why are you anxious to go on stage? Exactly. So why it? And believe it or not, because of course, I, before I go to UK, I was working and studying, and I joined businesses here and there. So I knew about Toastmasters, which again, another Toastmaster, guys. <laughs> I wish we had a camera putting at you too as well. <laughs> you're the second. You're the second guest who talks to us about Toastmasters. Oh, really? By the way, yeah. yeah. So what happened? I knew that in Toastmasters, you can develop skills or communication or networking, networking, but you never know until you try. And when I went there, the first day, I still remember that the first meeting I went, the environment, the people, the positive mindset, the, in, the right mindset to develop you, the right people, the experts, and so when I joined a Toastmasters, it was uh, three years ago. It was in uh, <coughs> here in, in Manama. There was a club called the Friends Club Toastmasters. So I went there and I was... Sorry to interrupt you. How did you find Toastmasters, first of all? How do I knew it, you mean? Yeah. R right. So um, Through friends or through just right. online? Uh, let me t share with you something even interesting. Be sure. In 2014 or 2013, back, back at that era, we were d promoting some business selling online items. Okay. Right. At that week, they call it digital marketing. Sure. Right. So in this digital marketing, there was, um, you know, of course, you heard about the pyramid scheme. Yeah. Those kind of things we were attacked at that at that certain time. Okay. What happened is with these things that one of the new uh, joiners or the new comers to this business when he introduced. We were doing or hosting some campaigns, so we would invite guests and we would tell them like, this is the product, and we would go explain everything about the product. What amazed me that day specifically, there was a guy called Habib, and that guy, he have, I would say, 10% or 20% of knowledge of that product, but he insisted that when he invite his own guest, he want to be the MC. It's so very strange. Okay. It's Ego. very strange, exactly. So. Exactly. Ego. We would say like, he's an ego. What he inspired me when he really started his speech by knowing the way he stand, the body language, how he speak, the voice modulation. I was amazed. As soon as he finished, I told him, how on earth 
you got to this position. Can you please explain to me? You have very, let's say 20, 30% of knowledge, but still you were taking the stage, the engagement of the stage, you know, something we normally doesn't see because this is my uh, stereotype that he's an ego guy, he just wanna show off. But it turns out he's really an excellent speaker. So he simply says to me, Toastmasters, from that point onwards, I just keep on thought that Toastmasters is something good. I never tried it. Um, I did try it in UK, but then I was like, and I don't think that's going to develop me and I have busy schedule. As I said, when, when... Okay, so you've heard about it before. Exactly. In the UK. And yes. how did you hear about it in the UK? No, when I heard about it, I knew there's that clubs. Okay, so you must have heard it from your friends or something yes. like that. That okay. guy, not friends, that yeah, yeah. specific guy. Yeah. And I was working and studying at that time okay. in Bahrain. Yes. So I didn't have time. Okay. I was working in retail. I work in hospitality where I, I'm, I work, for example, eight to five. Yes. And then I go to sit center from six to 11. And then I'm going to stay in the weekends, like double shift in order just to cover the shortage of hours. So I didn't have time when I went to UK again, some, like I went there directly the top up degree. So I don't have a chance to be, to fail. Sure. And that's the reason why. Um, at that time, I felt like, you know what, I, I have to do it. Me, personally, as Master Mo, I never thought I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a guy who sit in library and read a book. I never imagined this even would be possible. But then life circumstances didn't give me an option. You have to stay in library 10 hours plus, otherwise you wouldn't able to pass. And you know... I, I went there as a top-up degree, and imagine if I made this mistake or so, I would feel ashamed. How would I, how would I look to my father, and how would I look to my mother? What what did no. I did? You I know? Exactly. So um, from that, uh, like the ownership of that responsibility, I l kept me staying in library for hours and hours, and so at that time, I w I joined a club in Newcastle. I didn't join, I mean, I went to one of the meetings. Basically, Toastmaster have scheduled meeting two times per month. And so these two hours will be structured. There will be agenda before you start, before the end. There will be everything set up and you just have to show up, do this two hours and come back two weeks after. And it's roller coaster running. Okay, so it's every two weeks, the, yes, the event. The okay. So when I was in the UK, I didn't thought that, oh, I don't have time. And by the way, would they really improve me? Mm. I have doubts. And also, you know, you're spending money, to, you know, do you need to spend money on this? Mm, I you know what I mean? Library, especially, I still remember, honestly, the tough into doing master's degree because the intensivity, intensive of research that you need to do before you, you write something. You need to write, you need, you need to find the right journal articles. So basically, if you, I need 10 journal articles, I need to search for 100, maybe thousands you know, to get the right ones. And if you get the right ones, then they will direct you to the ones that you are really need. And sure. then you, 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 you take all this, and then after that, you, you think, okay, I choose this, I choose this topic, then you start writing. Sure. And from this perspective, I thought, this is not going to help me. But the moment I graduated, I knew I need to sort this out, but I have no idea how. And so uh, I, I talked to uh, one of my friends and he recommended me this uh, club and I went there. 
After two meetings, I registered as a Toastmasters, and from there, I start to realize my inner power. I didn't knew that in a day I'm gonna be a speaker in any event or so. And so I took this and I explored and through you know trial and error, trial and error, trial and error, you get the comments from the mentors and most of them they would telling me, Muhammad, you need to focus into that. Uh, it's not a skill, it's not, you are really need to nurture your skills you need really to and th here the place where you can develop this place is what and basically once i s i start going into a uh, regular meeting i have this feeling and believe it or not after two years in toastmaster i realized something 27 years of my life i never think of even being a motivational speaker or so so i got this um these things and i was thinking now I have this skill, how can I nurture it? Of course, in doing the meetings, but how can I really utilize it? Implement it. Implement it. How can I really take that advantage with me? And how can I really see myself in it? And uh, I found out about, of course, starting a podcast, it, it was a dream for me. I never, you know, that's what I like to, to say it in a, in a row, or whatever you would call it, that when you discover your inner feelings about trying things, some people, they don't allow themselves to try, and they wouldn't know what's what they are really good at, you know what I mean? So um, for me, I knew about uh, this field, and I was like, I never hold a camera in my life. I didn't even open an editor. I didn't have an app of editing. I never ever did any kind of uh, lightings or never touched anything. And because I have the passion, I start everything literally from zero. The, the, the biggest problem with starting everything at zero is that you, you get with the Dunning-Kruger effect. Yeah. So, so this, is, this is something that I think we all suffer from and this is specifically really bad for, really, really bad sadly, for people who start at something new, be it in podcasting, be it with me, you, driving a car, uh, uh, learning how to, to speak a different language. Mm. We all have this thing of our feeling and being like, we do a first few successes and then we think we're an expert. It's called also the, the peak of Mount Stupid, meaning in a sense, we go <laughs> all we, through we it. thought like, yes. Yes, we, we can handle it. We know how to do everything. You know, I can watch a few videos. I got it. Yes. And then very quickly, you know, you get slapped. Exactly. <laughs> very hard down. And you realize you don't know a lot about anything. And that, that's exactly what happened with me with podcasting. That's why I'm bringing it up is, is my insinuation and my experience in media and everything else. I thought to myself, hey, you know what? Uh, 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 whoever I bring in, I will probably have more knowledge than they will have. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, listen, I've done it for years. You know, I, I, I'm probably gonna have to teach them. Right. And more, and it surprised me how much these guys here are so skilled. And I was just, yeah, I was slapped by the drunk cooter effect. <laughs> so True. that's my, that's why I wanted to ask you about it as well. And that's why I'm bringing it in. Yeah. With your podcast, how long did it take from going from I have absolutely zero knowledge and mm. I don't know even know how to set up a camera to going, hey, you know what? I'm now producing content. Oh, it takes me a really long time. Um, 
to get this content at the moment even my schedules were were miserable and not only that from aside I, I there's another thing I don't know if you if you want to touch up on sure. is that some people perceive themselves higher than you oh and boy so, <laughs> and so you know at certain time really and let me just share with you something that certain people that really they thought of themselves that they are over the mountains and everybody else is done and they reach to a level that we are the the main old that we are the main inspiration for the people and people just have to follow us Haute couture yeah and, and that's for me i really disagree with this kind of mentality and sometimes it's very hard to get you, you I'm, I'm like in my podcast i i normally invite some people to get you know what can i give the community back from this gentleman like he's he's a doctor he is an engineer i might asking him what is the good about this job what is the bad about this job what do you advise the younger generation that they will follow this i have this um abundance mindset that i don't mind if i if my success or your success is going to be with my help i'm going to help you to be successful i don't look forward to you help me to be to help me successful you're Somewhere not looking else. for tic tac toe exactly in that relationship but but some people actually took that into wrong perspective they thought themselves that oh we reached to this level you know uh, this guy invited me to have podcast and you know uh, he just wanted to capitalize on my audience and i'm like no way even if you were really famous sorry but the people wouldn't go long hours watching something if they don't knew that my content worth of watching of course I if if i my content is worth of watching i don't care whether that guy or the girl in front of me are famous or no talented or no perhaps he might be very basic guy winning oscars winning oscars in very it would be very simple very 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 simple scene and they would end up um, winning an oscar so keeping that into perspective we are in life we are equals sure we, sure we are not in this life meaning that even myself right now doesn't mean if i graduated with a higher certificate that i looked at you that you didn't graduate for example i was like oh you're still early you never know maybe that guy is more talented than you of course maybe he he have hidden powers that will cross your your college or university degree whatsoever so i had that kind of uh, interaction with similarly with some influencers in in, uh, in in the social media in the uk or in bahrain in, no no in bahrain so some of them they have this uh, propaganda yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of these things yeah, yeah, yeah. so for me i was like you know i don't need to introduce myself master mo tell us where the name comes from yeah right so they came the name came from the came the name, the name came, came from, from when i have zero chance of being in education at that time like i said at the beginning of this podcast i says i have 66% which i'm really proud of because at that time i didn't have the even the right environment to be in university but what drive me to be there is that i still remember that day i was it was in 2011 i was working in tommy hilfiger in city center mall and i was thinking 
honestly, I was like, my paycheck back then it was like 300 plus and plus incentives and stuff like that. So when I like to my paycheck and one of my customers come and bought like my whole salary with just literally two polo t-shirts and one jeans. And I was like, why can't I be that? Not, not in that perspective, in the, in the perspective of if I worked for 30 days and I'm working and studying and at the end, I cannot even bought what that guy think of. Like I never had this purchase power. At that moment, I thought, where do I want to position myself? When, where would I b see myself in five years or whatsoever? And so I thought like, you will never ever get the chance to be in higher positions at that time because they were not considering certificate and now i think the what going on is just oh it's quality or uh, whatever you have of Wasta. abilities or oh, basically vitamin w it. <laughs> it's exactly that it's vitamin w it's very well <laughs> very good product but, but it's not just here in bahrain by the way it's everywhere in the world right true, that's true. why people go to golf courses that's why people play tennis it's not because they enjoy the sport it's because you know exactly so when I had zero chance and to accomplish that, and then I start literally from ground, as I say, I have to go to college mm -hmm. and because I don't want to rely on my father anymore, I'm a grown up. Uh, and if you go through understanding yourself, if you want to understand you really who you are, you should go back to w in the beginning when you were really, really small. And I used to see my dad working two jobs, hustling. So I thought, I'm going to be just like my dad. You know what? I don't need uh, money. I'm just going to earn the money and I will continue my studies. And so when I did my um, BA, I, I applied for master's. And once I graduated with master's degree, I thought like there was zero chance of me having to think even that one day I'm going to be in the UK or studying in the UK. Now, I did something that after nine years of working and studying, I reached that. So I was like, I need, because I have, um, it's like, I'm really value that the road wasn't easy, but when there is a way, when there is a will, there is a way. They say, if there is a will, there is a way. So I really think about that and it's like, Master Mo is back. Okay. And there, thereafter, I called myself Master Mu because I have Atizaz. Okay. okay. I don't know how to... Um, we'll translate it in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, because I have zero chance of having it, and now I'm confident that I did it. And I wasn't a student even in my university or college. That, oh, he is that guy. In, like, even my colleagues, like, uh, none of them has completed... Uh, bachelor once we finished our course and when I did my bachelor with the people among me in Sunderland I moved to Newcastle so all the people with me they didn't say like nah, we're gonna work and stuff like that. It's only me who got into master so I have really strong belief into it and it's like you know what? I'm gonna self and of course they were calling me Moo Moo you know in university if you call what's your good name Muhammad Muhammad? Muhammad, yeah. Muhammad. I was like, it feels like, um, you know, uh, just call can me I call Mo. you Mu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just call me Mu. And so I still remember my, my colleague called me Mu Mu. Okay. So I was like, Mu Mu sounds like girl. It sounds like chick. Baka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> so I was like, Master Mu. And then uh, thereafter, once I started my podcast, I was thinking, 
you know what, Master Moo. And then after that, people start calling me Master Moo, Master Moo, and then I got the name. Hey, it works. You <laughs> know, it why works, not? it works, yeah. Because when I heard it the first time, I thought, you, Dan, open a web browser. I thought you meant, I thought you came from the Doctor Who reference. So I thought you meant like that reference to no. that TV show. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Not really, no. Yeah, so I was like, maybe the, maybe his podcast is going to be all about like Doctor Who and TV shows. <laughs> 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 no, not really. No, actually, the, like I said, yani, the drive of trying to achieve. I totally understand where you're coming from. That's exact, and especially when you look where I started. Of course. No chance, zero. But then uh, throughout this, I thought, I thought like I need to find uh, something that links me with this. And of course, uh, like um, if you respect someone, or they will call them gurus when they are really into. I don't know, above, uh, I don't know why, th what's the criteria to call a guy a guru? Sure. For example, now you are a guru of marketing. Sure. Based on what can I call you guru sure. of marketing? Sure. So I was like, masters is like, he's like, not gurus, but he's in advance something. So I was like, you know, master move. That's sure. And it's connected. It's good. <laughs> have, you, have you gotten like shirts and stuff like that done? Uh, and Not really. This is actually, I just did my, uh, um, you know, just like have cups in my podcast as a master move. I mean, I think you should take it to a whole <laughs> new level. I think you should get like your, your, you should get your shirts, your jackets. You should just have it like huge on it. Dan, uh, can you look up T-Mobile CEO? Um, he did something like that. And I've, I've always, always wanted to copy this man. CEO US, John Ledger, I think his name is. See, he would always walk around right. with the brand as, as everything, his shoes, his clothes, yeah. it, because you know T-Mobile is pink, so he would always wear right. that brand color. Right, right, right. So he would be a walking commercial everywhere <laughs> he's walking around. <laughs> and you know what? I, I gotta give him credit. See the transformation? <laughs> yeah. On the left to the right, do you see where he's one? Where he's wearing a suit? Yeah. That's when where he was still a I think a C-level executive. And that was when he became CEO. Mm. He was like, you know what? I can do what I yeah. want now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's like that's a that's a, I think that's a good initiative for the both of us, Mo, yeah. <laughs> Master Mo. Yeah, yeah. You, you, for me, I was thinking into you know, I like this. You know, I'm on radio, right? Yeah, sure. There was um, there was a uh, comedy show. I am not sure what it's called, but they were advertising it. And at that moment, he he had a scene where he says. Um, he was joking about the pe the influencers in Bahrain and how they look. They write their names. For example, he was saying Bovlix, Sultan Abdul Rahim. Then uh, this, this guy Ila, what's his name? Uh, Fliparachi. Yeah, he was saying Fliparachi, and he said his real name, Sultan. You know, it was hilarious that these people come up with names that have no relation whatsoever with their authentic name or their name, okay for know? the audience to show me their <laughs> instagram because otherwise people are going to be like who are these people what what do they look like what is going on so so they they just like take that and encompass that identity is that what you're saying or no no, no. i don't I, he was saying he was saying it in a in hilarious way in a joke way that if you bring the influencers here in bahrain okay. you're gonna see their names for example now uh, Bovlix, and yeah. he said salah abdul majid and it was hilarious for the audience, you know? Sure, sure, sure. Then he said about this Fliparachi, and then he says his real name. It's like, there's no relationship. Between he the made two. it as a joke. Okay. And it was, if I found it like hilarious when I saw it, like it was really, 
I, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I, I mean, it's that's it, was uh, when I go to depth into thinking, what is the characteristics that my personality look like? Sure. What are, what is the name that will suit me if I'm, I'm, I'm hosted or I'm sure. invited? I, I, I need, you know, to showcase sure. that there is a reason behind this name sure. that whenever a guy think about something, he can do it. He, okay. he, he, he would do it wherever the road is, but he need to f have the beliefs that, you know, the drive, the passion, you know, some people are talking, you know, they say talk the talk, but you should walk the walk, not yeah, talk yeah, yeah, the yeah. talk. You know, lots, lots of people will talk, but then reality, who's really doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you just paused <laughs> in that weird. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm listening because I'm, I'm I'm trying to connect on on how you went from you know what I don't know what I'm going to do in life. I'm struggling. I'm not mm. the best best kid or the brightest kid at school. I did my degree. Alhamdulillah, successful. Came back to Bahrain. Tried to do things. Tried to find things. Ended up realizing this toast toast masters. Toastmasters, yeah. And then now you've been with Toastmasters for uh, two years. Two years. Yeah, because what happened with the COVID, it really restrict restrict us to improve. Uh, the whole community in Bahrain, the sure. public speaking community, have been damaged with this uh, pandemic, of course, and because we have uh, physical meeting. And when COVID hit Bahrain really hard, of course, we have to postpone everything. And then they choose to do visual or um, Zoom meetings. Zoom meetings. And honestly, it did not work for me. I tried it many, many times. I even joined a club called uh, HR uh, Toastmasters Club. And they were really well established. They are regular meeting, but it was only in Zoom meeting. So I couldn't find the lucrative feeling when I am on the stage. When I am on a stage, someone was going to, to take, tell me what is my weaknesses, the constructive feedback where you, this is a hard sales pitch for 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 <laughs> Toastmasters because I think we've been talking about it for almost twenty minutes. This is not a paid advertisement, by the way. So I'm gonna dig into this Toastmaster now. First of all, how much does it cost? What are we talking about now? You know, it costs nothing. I don't believe like, that. Trust me, uh, don't, not nothing. It's see, it's non-profit organization. Sure, but it's profit somehow. <laughs> <laughs> you need to say that you know, the owner drives it? a Lamborghini, but we don't ask how he's affording that Lamborghini. No, no. But Look, so basically, you pay a fee to the membership. So it's, it costs fifty dollars per annum, which basically six months. Sure. And for example, each club has different uh, things. So for example, let me tell you something. In in Bahrain, for example, there is corporate clubs. Okay. And there is clubs. W can you name me a few corporate and normal clubs? Babco, uh, GBIC, Toastmasters, Benegas Toastmasters. I'm mean, just for the audience, obviously. Of course, of course. Uh, who who See, will have never heard of these clubs if they're right. not from Bahrain? Actually, I you know I can refer you to something even more lucrative. So that you know, I did a two episodes of my podcast was to show or to t to share um, to give awareness to the people about Toastmasters and public speaking. And so public speaking club is basically in Bahrain, we have around 70 clubs. Can you imagine? And how many people per club? 
um, 25, 35, active members, maybe 15, another non-active, another 15. So it's oh, wow. huge. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And that's 1,400 people, minimum. Minimum, yes. But the sad truth is, in my opinion, and the reason why I did it, because when I joined Toastmasters, I knew I'm a speaker. I knew about things that I never knew at school. Okay. I did psychometric test. I did a test of sh to understand what's my learning curve. Okay. But I didn't understood that at some stage that I have good skill when it's come to public speaking, communication, presentation, okay. confidence, blah, blah, blah. I learned all this from Toastmasters. Okay. So uh, to give you the nutshell of it, in each meeting, to just to give you how it looks like, for example, uh, like I said, two meetings per month. And these two meetings, they would be uh, role players. So there will be prepared speech where you have to present your speech, whatever subject you want to talk about, from five to seven minutes. Of course. And then there would be uh, evaluator. Someone specifically will give you constructive feedback onto your speech. For your five to seven minute speech, do you have, do you, do you memorize it? personally or do you have a prompter that you can read from or have cue cards or how do you process that say there you go y you see these questions that pop up to your mind when i say this it okay. feels like difficulties or um, challenges i would say oh how would i stand i would forget my we we don't allow them to have prompt to papers okay like in the beginning, for example, someone was uh, joined Toastmaster very recently. Of course, he can had, but then we would ha we would empower them with the confidence that they don't need anything in hands. Okay, they have to structure their speech with the beginning, middle, and end. So a three arc story. No, you that's have to have uh, intro, like intro, exit. Yeah, that's a three arc the story. Within five to seven minutes, that will 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 educate you to do time management. When you do it infrequently, just like you are training your unconscious mind, that there I start, there I stop, without looking to the watch. So uh, consistently doing something, you learn, you know, and so. There would be a prepared speech, there would be evaluator, someone will give you personally, then there would be something really, really interesting. They call it uh, table topics. And in this table topics, everyone has his own version to do it. So for example, if I'm the table topic master, I would come yes. and I have to choose for you uh, whatever uh, I think a good question. So for example, I'll come to you and say, yo, Mike, can you say two minutes presentation of this product of course i, I can do it right now you, you want can me do to. it right now but <laughs> some people will sure so oh. i can i can even sell it to you tell me my master mo what makes this bottle special to you do you like the cap of it no what about the water do you like the flavor not really it's unflavored it's unflavored <laughs> so flavor is for you important not really flavor but isn't I think, important for uh, you. the quality of it the quality of the water is very important for you yes. what if i tell you this is one of the highest quality water you can find in Bahrain. How important is quality water for you? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's exactly. sales. <laughs> As you know. So, so some, some of them, they will have a quote, whether you agree or no. Mm -hmm, some mm -hmm. of them will ask you to talk about the moment that you feel everything is not going well, but you made big step. 
talk to us through that oh the hardest thing whatever the shape of the question but trust me everybody will have you know now i give you an example on some so, sure, sure, sure. so sometimes people bring really weird stories or they will tell you be in that certain position and act like you have to fix it within this two minutes okay and so it's very challenging that will allow your mind to improve problem solving Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a special course in English. It's called for it as well, but I forgot the name of it. I know exactly what you're what you're on about, uh, Master Mo. I, it, it's it's not like pamper mining. Like you you sit in a crowd and then there's performers and the crowd will yell out like certain things. Like the it's where is it set in New York? And then you have to pretend like you're in New York. And then it it, it forces you to think on. It's called improv. Okay, prompt that's the one. The, what we call it is is specifically to improve your prompt speech. Mm. That. You never knew in your life, perhaps if you work in, uh, let's say, marketing and um, you see the, let's say, the CEO of the company mm. in a company meetings, he just came in and he want to flirt, talk with you, not flirt, <laughs> <laughs> not flirt, I mean, talk to you and, and you would have the feeling inside you, oh, I, should sh I shouldn't say this, that will sound dummy, oh, should I say this? Or I don't want to talk about this. Uh, let me say something maybe to impress him. I don't know how to impress him. Uh, maybe I don't say anything. You see? You see all these dots, when in these links in your brain? Sure. That's where Toastmaster kicked in. Okay. To educate you. To okay. To build you, to build your characteristics into how to deal with such situation. And when you sign someone up to Toastmasters, do you then get some money for no, it? No, 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 no. Really. It's not in. It's, it's not it's a. a <laughs> it's not a pyramid <laughs> scheme, no, is no, it? No, no, <laughs> So, so um, after that, there would be another role players. One will watch the time, of course. Sure. Per per second. Sure. If you are above the time, you are uh, disqualified. Sure. If you are below the time, so for example, five to seven, if you speak three minutes and you stop, then sure. you are below the time, so disqualified. And the good thing about that, they have annual uh, uh, meetings, not and annu uh, annual uh, competition. Ah, uh, okay. And only I think from each country there would be only two or one that would probably go to compete. Okay. W it's international level, so it's 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 very very interesting. And w what does the winner get? Nothing. Nothing. I think holding the certificate of being the speaker of the year, it's, it's something. But that's like, imagine taking holiday days from your work to go travel, to go speak to somebody in South America. <laughs> Do you know I'm what I mean? Much, I know, I know what you're feeling, but I think it's just like winning. Uh, imagine like if I ask you a question. Sure. Um, ask me. Okay, <laughs> what's, what's, what do you think, for example, if I would ask you to participate in, uh, in uh, the World Cup? Okay. Right? So there's, there's perhaps there is a, an event or something, sure. and they ask, seek you to be a speaker of that event, right? Sure. So imagine yourself into that position. Perhaps for you, winning is to be there. Of course, of course. But sometimes winning does not mean that you it's with money, you know? Sure. I'm, I'm not really sure about the rewards, though, but because I knew that the rewards not mm, that much. There we go, right? I mean, if, if, if you would tell me and be like, hey, you'd knock out, you come, knock at my house, I open, you know, you're telling me, uh, you're from FIFA, World Cup, they want me to come and talk, and you'd be, I'd, be, I'd look at you in the eyes, I first question would be, when and how much? Because exactly. if, right? Because if you're telling me it's it's during my work time, I have to somehow convince my boss and being like, listen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have to go for a three, one week. True. <laughs> exactly, right? True.
By the way, the, the thing with the water bottle, can you look up on Google, um, sell me this pen? Mm. Do you know the, that old... How can he says basically how to translate it and then just keep it, try it, allow him to try it, then how do he sell it? No, no, no. So, the so one with the lecturer. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it's this infamous scene, I think. What's the movie called again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is actually based on a true story. And this is one of those old sale techniques mm. where, where when, when you try to sell something to a customer, right. instead of you telling them, this product is really, really good, you ask, the pro you ask the customer, what do you find good in this product? Do you like the water? Do you like the color? Do you like the plastic? Right. And then you, you know, feed so into elaborating it. Elaborating based on the conversation. Exactly. You have to have, uh, you know, passive uh, listening to what he's specifically saying exactly so if he's saying like for example when you said master mo you you what you what's for, important for you is very clean or very healthy water i'd right. be like you know what you're incredibly lucky master mo because this is the world's cleanest and healthiest water. <laughs> yes yes <laughs> exactly exactly so yeah i mean um Toastmas is really great journey it's something that really i was amazed of and for me i was like yo what are you doing? I start saying to my friends, to the people around me about that, and they, they don't bother. And unfortunately, the community, the Arabic community, are not really bothered about that. And, and that's one of the elite speakers in Bahrain says it very loud and clear to me. And I was like, hell yeah. A lot of laziness. Yes, it says this to me. Imagine you had graduate, like, uh, just graduated people who just graduated if you ask them to do a presentation they will freak out sure I they will freak so. out the, the the thing is is it's not about freaking out it's about how you can deal with that and you bid the both the post best version possible for you by yeah. the way i can tell by your tonality on how you use your voice <laughs> <laughs> exactly see I this is how you get the engaged you see, when I do this small trick, of course you are a speaker. You, you would even ah, I, I got you, I got you. No, it's for if it's not so much that. There's a really good program called Master Classes, which you're gonna definitely enjoy because I really enjoyed it. So if, I think we're very much alike like that, Master Mo. Um, it's called Master Classes, and can you in Google search type in um, hostage negotiation? Master Classes. Chris, Vo Chris Voss, he teaches the art of negotiation and mm. he used to be a hostage negotiator in mm. the US, you know, talking people down from whatever situation. Mm. And, and he really goes into depth on how to use your tonality of your voice. Do you go very mm. excited if you want people to be excited? Do you want to be very calm if you want to calm them down? And how to do and structure exactly. like, those exactly. little tricks. It's go really deep though. It's not a simple topic that it's easily been said that it's easily been do it. It's, it's, it's require you to have practice. It requires you not only to just have practice, but it also requires you to have an open mind to go and experience and see more of it. Exactly. So keep yourself in that position. By the way, that was that mirroring what I just used. Because <laughs> you <laughs> exactly. take the, the, the last three words from someone's sentence and you reflect it back and it makes also the listener feel like they've, they've come across their message. Exactly. They feel understood. It's, yes. it's really, really good. Yeah, if you guys are wanting to do it, I've got uh, I've got uh, the membership for it as well. <laughs> exactly. So having said that, it's it's imagine yourself, and then someone else will give you a way to develop yourself. He will give you what are the strength within your personality. What are, for example, even graduate from speakers schools or public speaking clubs, normally they will be comic. 
some of them because they never knew that they can be a, they can run a stand up comedy show of course. some of them they might be a motivational speaker just like i did and for me i was lucky actually because last year i was uh, it was my first event in uh, in bahrain uh, where I used to work. Let me interrupt you first of all. So your first mm -hmm. event in Bahrain, who hosted it? Was it Master? Or was it? Uh, no, 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 no. It was hosted by Yamaha. Okay. And, Yamaha. and how did that structure happen? Did you message them? They messaged you? Uh, no, no, no. I actually, they were. I was working in a family business, which they own okay. a large number of okay. businesses. And so I, I have really good contact with the manager of Yamaha, is Mr. Hussain Kohaji. I he asked me if I can be his uh, MC. And I was like, yes, why not? And MC stands for? Master of Ceremony. Okay. No, because again. Master. I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you're feeling that some of your audience, they might know the you terminology. Know, the terminology, the, yes. Sure. The jargon. Uh, they specifically. Yeah. Um, so I was there just, you know, it was a fishing competition. And it's for the people who own yacht. And they, you know, they park their yacht in. Amwaj Marina. So we talk about, uh, you know, I think. Yeah, yeah I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah. I'm, I'm, inter I'm interested. Are you, right. Was it from an aspect of sales, of, of getting more yachts into the lot? Or was no, it no, to. No, no, no. Just to, it's basically to promote the brand of Yemen. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And they have, you know, all sorts of things. Things They have uh, stocks in hand. They have like uh, <coughs> machines, like uh, boat machines, uh, jet skis, jet I imagine. Ski, and everything, stuff like that. everything was there, Lady And it was my first event as an MC, like in, in outside the doors of my show, my my studio or uh, public speaking clubs. And so your position was to do what? To, do, to just be, to do the introduction or? Well, entertain the audience. Audience, okay. Um, give them information, shout okay. out to our sponsors. Fantastic. You know, and then call up lucky winners, like who gonna win and then call this guy call that guy and then after that who won the prize you know just it's, it's about that's a lot of work that's good man that's it's, impressive it's, it's you know the was impressive for me is that to, how to really engage them of course you know to give that energy into them like it wasn't a, a great experience i've got i was like oh my god i never thought in my ever in my life that one day I can stand in front of audience. As I said, if, if you go back to what I was saying, I was really looking to talk in front of my colleagues that I will spend hours and hours with them in the library. And I was prepared. And I still remember in college in Bahrain, whenever we had to do a presentation, they will keep all the students outside. Only me, I would have to present to the lecturer. Lecture, yeah, because you were so, so shy. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They will never keep anybody, like, even if it's good or bad with me, they'll never keep any, any student. You're going to like this, Master, <laughs> Master Mo. I, I remember once I was doing a lecture, we had a lecture and it was a presentation. Mm. And it was a group presentation because those are always the worst. Right. So we have to always do them. And uh, it was me and four other teammates. And as usual at university, on the day of the delivery, two didn't hand in anything and two didn't show up. <laughs> One, I, so it was just me and another guy who is from mainland China. I forgot his name at the moment. He hmm. doesn't speak at all, at all in English. <laughs> <laughs> and he showed me like, like he, I remember I had like, like maybe three or four pages because we were all we were supposed to do two or three pages. And he had like two or three pages. So I put it together. We had six, hmm. but mine was the, mine was the middle right. and his 
was the second to last, right? And so I had to go to about 800 people and I had to explain, well, um, first of all, one, one of my co cohorts is in jail right now. <laughs> <laughs> and the other is sick. So I can give you the middle of the presentation and right. I can give you the bit after that. And that's about all I can give you. <laughs> True. Yeah, amazing, amazing. So now that you're doing public speaking, do you see this as, as an avenue that you want to follow into and you want to do more of? Do you want to do more of teaching? Do you want to be more of a speaker? Mm, Where do you see yourself, Mr. Mao? Um, I never spoke about you about that actually. It's it's mix of, you know, being uh, responsible for a family. Uh, you know, at that at that at this stage right now, it does not pay the bills to be a speaker or you know. And and plus, you're also I, a young man. I mean, come on, of course. No, I'm I'm not young. <laughs> yes, you are. Come on. <laughs> Most speakers, if you see them, they're all great hair. Yes, you yes. Know? So I'm I'm in, in the in the beginning of. In going to to that path but having said that is that uh, I work as an HR daytime and, sure. and nighttime I am working as whatever you would call me but <laughs> I will call myself a hustler basically and uh, for me I really like to uh, you know to understand my value because I have s watched uh, there is an, a podcast, it's, uh, ver it's voice version only. It's, mm -hmm. it's called Woman Power Podcast, something like that. Okay. I don't really recall the name. Mast, uh, woman Power Woman Podcast or we'll Woman Power in Podcast. We'll add description later. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, uh, I will tell you what happened. One of them, there was the, she one times in, invited a speaker. And so she was going to talk about through the pain of the companies whenever she would be quote a company for it and it's like they do they don't really want to pay for it so okay. the companies in bahrain for example it's not general i mean this is a very general information but this is how it goes they are really willing to spend on a cameraman's yes this is the well, one yeah? yes exactly I've, I've seen it before i think i know what it is it's not bahraini though is it it's international it, it's Hi, Bahraini. Bahraini. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. My mistake. Uh, That's I, not the one I'm thinking I, of. I was amazed with, uh, I think her name is uh, Wafa. Yes, I was actually amazed with this characteristics uh, of her, Wafa al -Budayat. I just reached out to her, I think, two days ago to invite oh, her really? on the show. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and what was that? Like, but, uh, I, I think I just DM'd her, like I DM'd you on Instagram, mm. and to see if she was interested to come on. I, I remember looking at some of the stuff, and I said, well, you know what? This could be a fun conversation. It is. You never knew. Like I said, why do you think I immediately go? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to say that, but I immediately gel with you immediately because I understood where you come from. For me, mm. when I reached to such caliber, I don't want to. I don't want to say the names, but when I read to some of these people, they thought themselves that we are the professionalism, we are the caliber that you wouldn't reach to us. If, if you don't mind me saying this, Master Mo, from from me as an individual, mm. I have total disrespect and disregard to the audience. I I couldn't care less about who watches. The reason I do this is because I have the opportunity of meeting people like you, Master Mo. People I want to connect with and I feel interesting and want to hear their story. Yes. It, it has absolutely nothing to do <laughs> with uh, how much this follows anything. Exactly. I, I, it, exactly. You know, exactly. if, if this didn't have to exist in order to invite people and give them a reason to come, 
I, I wouldn't even bother. I exactly. wouldn't bother. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But that's that's how we ended up in this situation. And I totally know where you're coming from. Estimo. Exactly. So I totally know. So, um, like you said, how long do you will you require to to reach to the position where you do everything yourself? And imagine that, like I said, I, I had not even hold a professional camera for me before. I didn't have anything. I just knew that what is the essential to have um, studio podcast setup? Okay, wait, wait, wait. We're going somewhere else now. You, no, no, you no, no, no. Before that, let's say I have the tools, but what is really required no, from no, a person? No, we, no, we, we just finished the topic about this mm. lady. I forgot her name. Women Empowerment yeah. Podcast. So how did we go from this to, to this now? Let me tell you. Okay. Because when I spoke, I when I see that one episode about one girl she brought as a speaker, she was saying that people in Bahrain, organization in Bahrain, they are willing to pay the cameraman a number of... of, of uh, 10 BD. <laughs> not 10 BD. It's something really hard. No way. <laughs> Ask these boys. They can tell you right here. No. It's 10 BD. <laughs> People don't pay a lot for cameramen. No, no you are. Really, trust me. Really. Trust me when I say this. Okay, let's hear it. It's, I have seen sure. companies pay amounts worth more than you can imagine for cameramen. Wasta. <laughs> Again. <laughs> then, uh, you know, my son, Ami, Khoi. <laughs> I, I, I find it hard to believe that they're like, oh, you know what? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So... So uh, she was talking about uh, her experiences into this is something that I can be very benefit of, but the people are not willing. They are willing to pay the cameraman. They are willing to pay for the host. They are willing to pay for the catering. They are willing to pay this and that. But when it's come to the actual speaker who can lift the audience, sure, or make it very boring, they are not interested to pay such a thing. So I was thinking about that. So for me, basically, I'm working, um, I, I do this as to fuel my passion. If, if I can ask you something, Master mm. Mo, have you considered opening or, or starting a separate Instagram account as an A-B test, right? Getting and buying so, some f uh, followers, let's say 10,000, 50,000 followers on the second account, not on your current account, mm -hmm. have some posts and then use that mechanism and contacting these firms as a public speaker and then say hey you know what i'm a public speaker i have a huge following you should hire me i could see the twindle in your eye and i could see that little smile because i have a feeling in in in, in my heart that people don't you know they only care about numbers numbers right and i think the 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 thing that's 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 stopping most people from from earning a good income is is the relativity or, mm. or, you know, it's like the like going to university, right? Mm. To have that piece of paper. True. So, so <clears throat> I think I think it's all based on the perspective of identifying the criteria of, for example, creativity. I knew a photographer. He is doing a fantastic job, and he has only seven thousand followers. And when I asked him about that, he said, I don't really care about the numbers of followers. I said to him, why? I, I want to know the real. He says, what is the, the followers will do to me? I, you see, in Bahrain, you see, when there is an advance in something, you have to go through this advancement. What's going on? Like, like you know, in Bahrain right now, 20 bloggers are in the market. 
this guy have 80k this guy 70k this guy have this k but who have the influence it depends on your product before you contact that uh, influencer for example oh what kind of a product do i have is that influencer who's their following of that influencers Okay, so so the the reason I brought that subject into it, and I'm I'm, I'm interrupting a little bit because I kind of think I know where you're going with it. What what I'm so I have a friend. Let me clear my thinking. Uh, mm. I have a friend in in London, and he ran an experiment. And he wanted to see can he be a crypto consultant, mm. and how quickly can he be a crypto consultant? By the way, I know you're also into crypto, and we can talk about it in a second. Um, so he did exactly what I what I said, and this is how I gave you that advice he mm. bought around a hundred thousand followers made a few posts that it looked a little bit more genuine i think like 300 or 400 posts he made then he started uh, dming random people and saying hey you know what i could coach you at being a a a, a consultant for 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 blah 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 and it'll be a one-time expense or a monthly expense of 20 bd of 30 bd he messaged a hundred people and I think the last time we talked, we talked, he had about 30 people who, will, who were willing to pay him 30 BD each to give them information. And this is in a day's work, you know? This is... Exactly. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that's the reason of why to have that, those followers. People are gullible. For me, I, I, I immediately, if I had a chance to grow very slow, mm -hmm. Instead of grow like that, I would choose to grow slow. Sure. Because I have a values. And you have, or also you're honest. I'm That's on, I have a values to sure. show that I don't care about how many people are following me if sure. I know the value what I'm capable of providing for sure. you. Sure. But I'm, all I'm saying is not that you having these followers just for your sake and your ego. I'm saying you have these followers just in order to open that door, exactly. to sell your pitch. Exactly. It's, That's it's, all. It's, it's not only that. If you, if you think right now about this, you will find lots of people, they have established their own courses when they have ability in something. And it's like, okay, you know what? I'll give you, um, let's say, uh, medics, some of them, some of them photographers. We have a course for photographers worth of this, this, this much. That's online. This grown, and especially in COVID, it's grown really like voiceover artists, uh, Photoshop, uh, photographers, uh, editing. You might see 10 million teachers in Bahrain, uh, not 10 million, like in Instagram messengers. Messengers, sure, they, sure, are, sure. they are thinking that, oh, we are doing, and then they have uh, a little understanding of marketing. So they will have how to content, like market, market their product using content you know content and not content uh, I forgot actually it's not content it's uh, marketing funnel you're talking about the funnel exactly they sure. have very understanding of that funnel so they will act okay I have to give information and marketing okay so so they will s think themselves that they will put themselves as uh, as an expert like not Gary an expert v. it's they will Similarly, they'll put like the, the their image in uh, something like uh, white and black, and then they will put some bold. Oh, don't miss out! This we are doing this, and they are earning money from. It's this. scary, isn't it? It's when I see that kind of stuff, it always makes my you heart know, hurt. You know what's what makes me feel about that? Who gave that perspective, gentleman? I have full respect for him, but who gave him the title that he can do? do it from his mind or 
You know, some people leading, they have wrong influence, of influencing people. And that's why no, personally, I believe, I yeah. believe that this, what's going on at this moment in social media is a crap. Okay. I disagree with the moment. Like, I fully agree when you give an influencer an amount of money mm-hmm. to promote your product. But I disagree with a guy who runs from 8 in the morning till 10 o'clock in the night from one brand to another. And people have to follow him. Okay. Okay. So you're 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 disgusted with influencers who do it just in order for companies to give justification and earn money and just push and push a product out that they don't like or enjoy and they're just the soulless creature, right? They just they they just miss. For example, you, you in this right now you it's very difficult to find. Uh, for example, f- food bloggers. Mm. How many food bloggers we have? Mm. One, two, three, mm. four, five, and every one of them. Some of them are really unique into how to show it. But then imagine about the amount of people they will influence others that they will count after them as well. That's also true. But I think I think there's 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 a lot of people who like the concept of doing something, and then just give up on doing it. And I perfect example is um, is vlo- not vlogging. Sorry, is podcasting. Think about how many people have both started podcasting and, and never did it again or very lazy at doing it or they do it, you know, once a month and once six months and then stuff like that. Mm. It, I've done it. Other people I see do it. Like sometimes I, I've had one episode, four months of, of just nothing. Exactly. Right. And I think that's that's just the industry. And I think if, if, if you're serious at your game and if you're serious at food blogger, if you're serious at being a podcaster and you put your head down, you say, well, you know what? I produce at least once a week. I produce at least once a month. Mm. Then that's fine. You know? If you if you if you set yourself goals. But if you're just saying, you know what? I'm bored. Let's we, let's be a food blogger today. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, um, for me I really respect when uh, when someone go mm-hmm. to achieve his dream and and do whatever he thinks he can do. I have no intention of saying no to this guy, no to this guy. My, when I say this, specifically about the power of influence giving to the wrong hands. Like what this guy did. I, I'm going to be now the stereotype of them, the other way around. Because there is lots of misunderstanding of using influencing in the right form. Sure. You, you see some people got famous doing nothing. Sure. Just the Italian Kim guy. Kardashian. <laughs> I mean, what do they do? No, they don't she do did nothing. Something. She did nothing. She did one movie, what you can't watch, and so she, she did, did something, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, I mean, the whole family. Can you imagine if if the the husband became so crazy that he had to become a woman? Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, in in Bahrain, you might find um, the. Inf- I don't think I don't look at it as. Who this guy is influencing or promoting? I say who this guy is playing with the game, mind game of the people watching him. Oh, I want to be like him someday. Imagine, like the full generation will just think about that. Like the same goes with when you watch a movie and when you watch a documentary. In a documentary, you will learn a lot. Sure. But in a film, you will. Sure, sure, sure. It's but similarly, this, this. But I, I think we also have to say, uh, uh, Master Mo, that you know the opportunities that our parents had is not the same opportunities that we have. True. That's you know you know you could if you were in the seventies and the eighties, if you had zero degrees, you could work almost anywhere and you could move up. True. 
Now, mm, you get you get soon I, you get I, very I like quickly. Like, mm, mm. You give a really taste of it. Like, is it like woo? <laughs> 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 I meant it more like. Mm. <laughs> no, you like thank you. Very interesting. <laughs> And sure. I, I know a guy who, who started as a paper boy. Mm. He's 50 now, and he is a chief executive at a consultancy company. No high school degree, no university, no nothing. That yes. is not possible in today's world. No way. No way. No, yeah. And he, he started at 13 taking papers from, from the office, you know, because back then everything was written still by hand. There was no computers in the office. And he would pick them from the desks and then bring it to the manager, which would approve it or disapprove it. Sure. And after that position, he was allowed to be coffee boy. <laughs> so he was below coffee boy. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing, right? True. It's really amazing. You, you know, and in, the, in this life, you know, just like what they did in U.S., I think it's... Com it's I really hate it, me personally. I really hate when we... This is one of the things that let me even start my podcast that we are always late. Okay. What happened in US will be copied and then there will be Arabic version here two months, six months after that in Bahrain. But we know also why that is, you know. There's Whether we know or not, we have to. There's reasons for it. There is reason for So why we don't do it the other way around? Why we have to wait for them to show us what that we can do then we we can go back to them because it wouldn't be allowed that's why <laughs> but if you go back to the history sure if you go back to the real history sure if I, I, i'm like 600 years ago i agree but look at tiktok like tiktok is a chinese company that is owned by by american shareholders that nobody talks about and even that company had such an uphill fight to get approved in america oh yeah, I know that. yeah, and and even till today, accounts the the U.S. is talking about banning TikTok <laughs> as a social media platform, oh. and they even gave them a threat saying that the only way to to survive in the U.S. market is if fifty one percent or something shares belong to belong to a U.S. conglomerate or U.S. firm. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, did you know that in Japan, when the first Xbox was made in two thousand and I think it was early 1990 or two thousand and three, two thousand two. Whenever the original Xbox came out, can you look up the date then? Japan banned it. Mm. They didn't allow Xbox. They only wanted Nintendo and PlayStation. Because right. that's what they manufacture, right? Mm. The US military got involved and punished Japan, as in pushed them to allow Xbox sales. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, we're living in a very interesting world. It, it's, it's, when was the... 2001. I wasn't too far off. Yeah, plus. Yeah. Very close. Hmm. It's interesting, actually. I never knew that information before. There, because my thesis was on military expenditure on innovation. No. And uh, what I what I discovered was that the majority of innovation that we see in consumer products actually come from NORAD or the DoD mm. from the U.S. military department. Uh, GPS, obviously, lithium batteries, touch screens, Bluetooth. Uh, 3G, uh, 3G, 4G, <laughs> uh, the LCD displays, uh, even the, the, the aluminum holdings and, and the composites mm. are all made in, in NORAD or, or the DOD. And then companies like Apple, Google, or whoever license them that technology and then claim we're the, we inventors. Are the inventors. Yes. Nonsense. Nonsense. Exactly. exactly. So uh, the U.S. military is about 20 years ahead technology as what is available in consumer grade. So how did you get into crypto now? I'm not. You're not in crypto? No. 
Then why did I see a post with you and crypto involved? Right. Interesting question. Okay. I've been looking to the people who see when you talk about crypto, of course, everybody minds mining or trading, whatsoever. I was reaching or reach out to the, those people. I reach out to the people who own a farm worth of 30,000 BD and above. So, how did you find them, first of all? Instagram or no, just no, through no, friends? No. Personal friends, personal connections. Through okay. That. So, whenever I reach to some guy who own that lucrative farm, they, w they will tell me and all information I need, but they wouldn't do it in front of camera. Really? Yes. So even if you tell them, hey, listen, we'll we'll hide your voice, we'll put a mask. No, no, not I'm, interested. I'm not interested at all. I'm telling you as a friend, the whole process of me doing it, I started with one. Now I have full farm worth of 26K, 30K. I was having a difficulties into finding because in Bahrain, I, I, I've been searching for who is crypto, who talks about crypto, who, who, you know, from the perspective of wrong influencers. So I was thinking, imagine I'm bringing a wrong, sh uh, a wrong uh, host or I, I hosted Bad someone guest. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. stealing something. And then after that, I realized, oh, he made a big drama outside. You know, it does not look good even for me because mm. I, I, again, I have a values to, you know, to give the people, you know. So it was very difficult for me to find someone who's really into crypto and understanding crypto. So luckily enough, I spoke with, uh, with my friend, uh, Ahmed Al-Baharna. I didn't knew him personally at the time. Mm -hmm. I knew him from a friend of a friend of a friend. Of course. <laughs> so it was like that. So um, he's generally uh, into uh, trading, not into mining. Sure. My main aim is to get someone from mining, the one who have like their, you know, I want to know the depth of it. I want to, you know, I want to speak with someone about crypto, you know. So I started searching and then I found Ahmed. It was a great... Uh, Sure. You know, great guy. He been in experience before in multiple, also in multiple companies in, in back end of related things or whatsoever. But again, uh, the real ambition for me is to understand crypto and try to simplicity to the audience of me. So imagine now I have no information about crypto. How would you educate me about crypto? So that was the the reason or the rationale behind me looking for a crypto guy and most of them even traders they didn't want to speak sometimes they just even i'm saying to them y your information or your um, analysis of understanding the graphs of a crypto sometimes outside something else happened uh, a tweet from uh, just like what happened with elon musk tweeted about a coin Dodge and then coin. after that it's go boom or dumb it's similarly lots of cases can happen sure so nobody will hold you responsible the main aim is to share awareness to okay. share uh, knowledge just to get into the field so it was very difficult for me either i would reach to good guy but he wouldn't uh, go on the show or i would reach to a guy who at the end i knew he's not um, not just like not following the values i'm looking for have, have you reached out to a guy called H.I.? Uh, can, can you go on my Insta and then go on my messages? Um, there's nothing on it, so you guys can go through it. It doesn't matter. There's some guy. I forgot his name. H.I. Go scroll down. H.I. 
scroll a little further, scroll further, 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 further. There it is. Hitham. Hatham. Hatham. Yeah. Portraits and events. That dude right there. No, that's ready. He does crypto as well. He was originally into videography and photography. Nice. And if you're looking for a guy who, who can come on your show and talk about uh, uh, crypto, yes, he's he would he would definitely give you some mm -hmm. advice. I th try Geek Boss. Maybe that's his link for his crypto stuff. He works as a consultant now for firms. Nice. And so, yeah. So maybe that would be somebody of interest to you. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. Right now, it's, it is a very popular topic, especially with the crash of the Bitcoin. But... I mean, I've, I'm not invested into Bitcoin. I have no knowledge really of it. <sighs> I, you know, uh, for me, there's one thing which really uh, like restricts me of start into crypto. And it's, it's very simple. When I want to invest in something, I want to have a control of it. Sure. In a crypto, you don't have control. Okay. Like what, what I wanted to say that. Uh, sure, but you don't have control of putting your money in a bank. You don't have a control when you're driving a car. No, no. Into in perspective of I don't have the influence of the control of that. You never know what's going to happen if they if they thought f just like what happened with that coin. Sure. When they collapse, I think uh, they took whatever happened with uh, I forgot the name actually. It was Elon very Musk. popular. No, 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 no. Um, the the Spanish one, the one they rob a bank and uh, yes, money highest. There a was a coin. TV show. It's a TV show. It's very popular. They they produce a coin and the name of uh, Money Heist. The show. Yes, yes, and immediately it's it's got like pump and dump. I don't know what's the terminology. They pump use. and dump. Yeah, yeah, I mean you clearly know the terminology. <laughs> bravo, bravo. <laughs> so specifically something like that and twenty to zero. Okay. So uh, what I'm saying is that I don't have a control of of the of the money. I don't have the control of the decision of this company. I like something that I have the control on. So, for example, that's my rational thinking when I make decision that at the moment I, I don't have time because if I will go crypto, I'll go full time crypto. I'm not full time, like really into crypto. This is my personality. Like if I'm in a podcast, then I'll discover really how to do a podcast and then I'll go really deep. So I, I felt at the moment that I'm not ready at the moment for to fit in crypto. Okay. I need to you know, invest abroad, for example, you know, it's very difficult to get a um, really good job into uh, whether you want to go really like, like you mentioned, uh, whether you would go full time speaker or would you go to to pursue the, a career? Okay, it's something very difficult. Sometimes um, you might have the ability, but you know, at that moment, you have to go to the long road, okay. not the short road. So you have to work and maybe perhaps Okay, Outside so what, your working hours what you're saying is that you don't have enough time with your current speaking events, your current podcasting, your work in HR, and then as a family man. Yes. There's, there's just not enough room. No room for, for if crypto activity. If I have activity. to take this crypto, I have to take something else. And for me, it's... Uh, okay. And this, I have full control of it. Do you, do, would, if, 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 money wasn't a prop, if money wasn't an issue, would you personally invest into crypto? Or would you be like, no way? I'm a gambler guy, I would say. Okay. Uh, uh, because it's uh, for me. Uh, you see, I like. I wouldn't. You risk. You like risk. Yes. Okay. I'm a guy who, if I lost, I learn. 
Okay. If I did something, I want to see what's that. You like, for example, if I invest in a crypto and it's fall down, I wouldn't come come home and cry. And instead, I will think about how can I do I or I find something lucrative or similarly lucrative to what I was earning in a crypto. Okay, so but if crypto is down, would you then double buy? Yes. So you'd be double buy. No, no. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. Like for example, no. If I will concern, no. I think yes, it's the time for me to go. But again. But for me, before I would do this step, I need to educate myself. No, I, I'm, I'm just really, really fascinated because what, what, what I see a lot in the investor world is that people think they can beat alpha, but now we're talking about stock, but, but for crypto world, I see a lot of people doing bad purchasing decisions where they, per, where they hold purchase because they think it's mm. going to go lower mm. and then they miss the purchase and then it goes up and then they feel like they've, they've lost that 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 mobility right. that upward motion right. and so they buy very close near the peak and then when it stops dropping they start getting scared mm. and then they start selling true right and 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 i i, I hear this is like 90 percent of the people I, I i talk to this is kind of the same modality of thinking mm. where they can't just like listen i'm just gonna buy netflix stock i'm gonna buy crypto i'm gonna buy this i'm gonna buy this and i'm just gonna let it sit and not look at it for five years yes this is, I hardly find anyone who does this. Almost no one. Exactly. They, 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 because I think it's because of low awareness and short term or non planning at all, actually. And the people have short term goals. They might, oh, it's a crypto. <laughs> let's go. Let's buy a crypto. That's <laughs> it. That's it. I, I think it's exactly <laughs> that. I think it's that people are just thinking about it and being like, I'm going to be rich. Yes, how to be rich. Exactly. I think that that's exactly it. I bet you that if you type that into to TikTok, the, the last 10 or so videos is going to be crypto and being like, this is like your steel strategy. This is how you're going to yeah. buy and sell and stuff like Do that. Do you always dream about financial freedom? Imagine yourself working from, there the, we go. from the, the beach. Do you think yourself you're going to, you know, and this is what's, what makes the people, you know, for me, whenever I see such an opportunity, even if I am interested to go in, but first I have to educate myself. If I found myself that I'm well educated into doing it, then I'm going to do it. So, so Scott Galloway, can you open up Scott Galloway? Um, he's a really good professor at NYU CERN. He wrote a book called um, The Four, and he makes an exactly very similar point to what you do, Master Mo. Oh, nice. He so, no, you, you quote him. Oh, I'm, I see, think, see, <laughs> I think he makes a very excellent point. And he says that that if you have two people, he compares his parents. So he says, some of my friends, they make two million dollars plus a year. Mm. My parents, they make about collectively forty thousand uh, dollars a year. Mm. However, that million per, that that friend of mine who earns two million has two divorces. He's got kids, he's got an expensive lifestyle, has expensive cars. When he ends his his annual uh, mm. uh, 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 balance, he's in minus. However, my my parents, when they have their annual uh, 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 their their annual day, or when they look at, at their their financial freedom over the last year, they're around five to ten thousand dollars in plus. Their his parents have financial freedom. His friend who has two million dollars is poor, and <laughs> it's it's fascinating that 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 like the, thinking the thinking exactly the thinking. As you mentioned, we, we, at the beginning of this podcast, we were talking, we touched upon some things. And I, was, I thought I said something and then I didn't uh, touch up on, on. Go for it. Let's hear it. You know, um, 
<coughs> especially with me personally, I I wasn't a guy who loved reading. At okay. All. As like if I have to read something just to understand something, so once I understand and just to pass that whatever the requirement and that's go. But <coughs> when I graduated and come back, at that moment I realized the power of reading and I start uh, looking around. And trust me, if you, I don't know if you have you read any book of Robert Greene. It sounds familiar. Can you look up Robert Greene? Green. Oh my God. If, if this is the main thing which really changed my mindset, my mindset. Okay. Robert Greene, especially if you go read, read uh, that. Of course, I know him. Yes, yes, power, yes, yes. You know, and, and you know what I really like about this author? Mm-hmm. This author is really, it is, you may see him in many, many shows. I have watched, you know, I, there is like 10 podcasters around mm-hmm. the globe. I have no idea about their existence. Okay. Just because I was interested to know about Robert Greene when he is on show or talking, you know, through all raw materials or raw videos, you may find lots raw of Raw videos? He was born in 1558. What are you talking <laughs> Not about? raw videos. I mean, those kind of content where you will find the real value. So okay, I was okay, 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 okay. I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I was looking, anyone who did an interview with Robert Greene, I will watch that interview from minute zero to the... L- look up Robert Greene quotes. Let's see what, if he said anything that I can agree with. Let's see Definitely. if... Definitely. Let's see if, if, if there's even one, like, maybe we can use it as a title or something like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, here, when you show yourself... Well, that's gone. When you show yourself to the world and display your talents, you naturally stir all kinds of resentment, envy, and other manif- ma- what is that? Many manif- manifestations, thank you, of insecurities. You cannot spend your life worrying about the uh, petty feelings of others. Okay. Thank you. We'll scroll down. If you're unsure of the course of action, do not attempt it. If your doubts and hesitations will affect your execution, uh, timidly is dangerous. Better to enter with boldness. Any mistakes you commit through the audacity are easily corrected with more audacity. Everyone admits the bold. No one honors the timid. Okay, perfect. Sorry, it's a little hard to read. Yeah. Metal. That's why I have to keep going <laughs> like this. That's what I was, I was looking. You know. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yes, go, go. Uh, <laughs> you keep your friends uh, for friendship, but you work with skill and competent. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, sounds interesting. This trust me. This it was it was New York best author for many many uh, time. I think for years, especially the mastery and power. Yeah. It teach uh, this book. If if it laid in wrong hand, it's difficult to handle. By the way, the mastery of power and mastery of seduction. Both those books are illegal in a lot of prisons in America. Yes. Yeah. Why? Uh, because of the manipulation that the book can 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 cause or can allow people to be manipulated very easily. It can educate people how to manage whoever wants to mm. manipulate them, but then they play the cause in the right time. Mm. Magnificent book, mm. I would say. Uh, Mastery's talks about how it's. I I read half. I am in halfway through it at the moment. I also. Um, you see, when you read such a book, it is it's ignite you. You know, the, the thing is, I've noticed with these kind of books, and it's weird, I don't know if you have it or no, if, if you see some guys like they were really attached to a book or they go above and beyond after reading a book and perhaps they might not even complete it. Have you ever had this coincidence? 
You mean you 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 read a book and you couldn't complete it because it was too boring, or do you couldn't complete it because no. it was just too you dense? Mean, this is something I found three of my friends talking about. Mm -hmm. So, for example, they explore themselves. They find something fascinating, but they didn't even have the chance to finish the whole book. But they got inspired, and then that's it. Mm. And they didn't finish the whole book. No, it happens to me like three, four times with sure. my friends. They says, "Oh, this book inspired me." And blah blah blah. Uh, have you ever finished it? Oh no, no, I didn't finish it, but it's inspired me to away and you know. No, I, 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 I hear where you're coming from. I mean, there are books that I've read and then I've implemented without finishing it, but then again, I come back and finish it. Yeah. There's very few books that like that, I just haven't finished. Right, right. Because right, I, right. I make it a rule for myself. You know what? If I if I open this book. This book to has finish to finish it. it. And if yeah. and I have to be very careful then if <laughs> what I pick. <laughs> because right. if I'm stuck with a bad book, yes. Yes. <laughs> then I'm just struggling. I'm just <laughs> trying to pray to get to the end. Yeah, yeah. If okay. if you like these kind of books, uh, Dan, if you open um that same page, type in The Prince and it is by Dante. The Prince hmm. by Dante Marchiavelli. This was the old school business book back in the day, The Prince by Nicolas Marchiavelli. Right hmm. there, that's him. So it's a fantastic, fantastic book. It was written in the 14th century. Ooh, Ooh. I was on point on that. It was written in the 14th century. It's basically about um, management, principalities. Mm. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It's it's very very fantastic. Yeah. But uh, yeah. It's, what it's what kind of books do you normally read? In like general or in your personal favor? So I read between three to four books a week, and I try to keep it very strange. Hmm. So. Uh, you know, sometimes I read business books, sometimes I read unpublished manuscripts, sometimes I read uh, textbooks, whatever like I can find my hands on mm. that, that interests me, I can finish it very, very quickly. Nice. Sometimes it's health, like self-help books. And then if it's like a key aspect or an idea that resonates with me, then I can go, okay, you know what? I'll highlight it, I'll make a notice of it. And what I normally do, this was right. back, I mean, this was more back in the day, now I use a Kindle, but I used to take a pen and I'd write in the column of that page mm. and I would write what I was either thinking or what I was feeling. So if I ever come back to read right. that book, I would remember and be like, oh, right, I felt this or I, I, it gave me this idea. Nice. Because, nice. you know, when you reread something, you don't always have that same connection to that, exactly. to that book. Exactly. I, 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 like, I, I like what you're saying because I... Um, there's lots to be read in a book and sometimes there is something really magnificent or something really value and you want to take that with you some people have notes just like you mentioned and it's, it's strange that everybody has different like for you you're writing at the top of it uh, for me i used I, I used to write it in a notebook separately i have another notebook but what happens I if you lose that notebook then if somebody leaves in the wrong hands, again, it's difficult. <laughs> but what happens if you go to a coffee shop? I mean, if you leave the book, okay, you left the book. But if you left the notebook, that's all your oh work my, no, gone. No, it's always in the house. I never take it out. 
because sometimes you have to go to read it again just to to understand something just to take highlights um, sometimes uh, I didn't go through the audiobook much I didn't find myself uh, I don't know but I did don't work for me a lot like audiobooks audiobooks works for me if there's if there's stories so if there's mm. if there's like a fiction book or even if it's a non-fiction as long as it's like an an epilogue, a story, right. then I'm fine. If it's like 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 critical information, like negotiations or True. management, then no way. No way. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I know what you mean. There, there's a really good book, um, story wise. It's called. It's called. It's called. It's called. Uh, not not Machiavelli. Not. Uh, I forgot the name. I forgot the name, and it's really really annoying. <sighs> it's called um, what's that? What's that town near Spain and France where they allow gambling? Do the two of you know what what's that town called? Yeah. Type in most famous you know casinos what, in what the world. I recognize right now more than you. Sure. You you have the same characteristics of me. If when you want to remember something, it doesn't come. It, it, it doesn't come. Of course, it will never come. But you will hold all your thoughts and make think. Uh, I need to find this, and then I can move on. Yeah, absolutely. That's. I mean, I have to finish things, right? <laughs> exactly. So so sometimes I have this with a film. Monte oh, Carlo. Yeah. There's a book called Count Count of Monte Cristo. See how my brain works? I know that that Monte is in the thing. And it's called Conte Monte Cristo, and it's a book. It was a movie. It's, it came out a long time ago. Oh. And it was published 18. I was going to say 16. Nice. But yeah, it's a really, really good, really, really good book. It's all about revenge. It's, it's this intrigue and difficult. It's not difficult plot, but it's this very heavy plot. So it, the story goes that this young man falls in love with, with, this, with this lady, and an aristocrat falls in love with this lady. And so wants to have the man killed. So she convinces him, say, no, you know, uh, 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 please don't, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And so he sends the guy to prison. And so he spends 20 years in prison and he meets this, this blind, crazy guy mm -hmm. who, he, who the rest of the prison thinks he's crazy. But in reality, uh, he's, mm -hmm. he's sane and he's just uh, building his escape for the oh. last 60 years. Sure. And so uh, he, he passes away, the old man, by, but leaves him a sizable treasure that he buried outside, and he shows him like the, the route. And so he manages to, to break out of jail, he goes and finds a treasure, and then he shows up as the Count. Mm. And it's a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic story. I, I really recommend it. Really? Do you, do you, fasc do you really fascinated with the story of you know what's going on and or basically if a story has a drama that you never know what's going on like you predict the ending of that book i think well, we all do at some level right i think we all kind of go you know what i think i think that person's the killer you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah unless uh, then why are you watching something if you're not entertained by it you know what i mean of course of course yeah if you're just sitting there and being like <clears throat> <laughs> then know, turn it off know, for some people are really into uh, those kind of story or fair tale stories you know and some people like me for example i never ever read something like that never ever never never, never. you're missing out you're missing out i know but you see and then you cannot you know 
you have to find what is something that you really into it. Like when I read uh, like books of businesses, of marketing, blah, 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 all those sort of books, I understood what I need to understand in order to, to write what I wanted to write. Sure. But when you read um, like... Uh, Non-fiction. Uh, fiction. Non-fiction. Fiction, like, fiction, yeah. Uh, like, for example, uh, mastery, for example. When you read such a mastery, it will influence you into how to think, how to do this, how to implement things in your life. You know, this I can feel the book is, the writer, I can feel his feeling when he writes this kind of things that allows me, oh, I should do this this way, not that way. But, but, but Master Mo, don't you think that after a certain amount of economics, marketing, business books you've you've read, it starts becoming predictable. Exactly. Right? There's nothing more than what I need. The the original concepts is concepts you've already seen other places. When you see implementation, it's just a different strategy or similar strategy sure. to to another one, one that you've read, and then you're kind of sitting there going, well, you know what? why am I reading something that is a worse version of this thing? If it's at least the best, better version, then you can invest your time and say, okay, you know what? Yes, I'll, exactly. I'll finish it because it's better. Exactly. And so when I, I didn't have even that, but when I realized the power of reading and how can reading improve your mental, mentally and how to prepare you, how to, um, you see, it's the writer bought his life to write you something. Sure. So you have, you shouldn't put your life to read it. Sure. But you have to respect it. Understand and what can you utilize after reading this book? Like the power of, of what exactly? So for me, I, one of my friends recommended me, he says, you know what? You have to go write, write this book. You'll start your podcast. You will do amazing. At, but at that time, I didn't do anything. So once I start, reading four or five pages of the book i was like i have to get the second book so that once i finish with this book i have the second one is already in hand and i stopped reading uh, i still have loads of business books and sometimes i feel uh, i feel i miss them so i will go to find some information for example i have something in my work that has no relation with these books whatsoever but i re you know how the ability of you just now remembering the name of the book the same thing will goes to my mind oh there is something interesting in that book i know for a fact but i don't know what it is and then i'll go look through it and i was like oh my god i can implement this i can so i'll go next day to my manager says look i have a new idea why don't we do, 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 do. I'm like, oh this is a great idea it's, it's, is it yours no it's, it's i quoted it from the book and it works actually Especially, uh, well, the more educated and well-read you are, the more open your mind is, right? True. And the more you can then take and then give. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So are you reading anything interesting at the moment? Hmm? Are you reading anything interesting at the moment? No. <laughs> You're not no, reading anything? No, no, I'm reading now. Uh, not interesting to the level of the interest. As I said, I'm halfway through, but then... I've got actually another recommendation with Larry King. Okay. And I don't is know. Is he if still alive? I thought he's dead. He's still alive. No, Larry yes. King is dead, isn't he? He's, yeah. He must be a hundred. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, put it up. Oh really? Put it up. Something interesting. I read. Um, I, there, there's one. One of my friends recommend me to read. Uh, actually. 
He did already. 2021. He almost made he, he almost made 100. Good for you, boy. Oh. Almost. 2021. We, during COVID. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Born 1930. My God. My God. I, I read, uh, now I'm reading his book of how to talk to people. Imagine. Does it suit my face that I'm reading a book of how to talk to people? But still, I'm using <laughs> it just to <laughs> understand. <laughs> joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying it. No, not to understand how to talk to people, just to understand his perspective to talking to people. Okay. Okay. You know, okay. I know my. I know I have. Everybody has uniqueness in him. Can he you have to can find. Look that up, then the book. What's it called? Larry. Uh, Larry King. Uh, 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 Learn to speak to people. Sorry to interrupt you, uh, it's, Master Mo. It's Mo. something. Trust me, especially f- for a podcaster or a podcasters in general. This is the goal for a book you have to read. This one right here, right? Yes. How to talk to anyone, right? Yes, how to talk to anyone, anytime. Oh, sorry. It's a really, really interesting book. It it shows you his way. Yeah. yeah you yeah, see, yeah. You, sometimes people in that perspective, you have to learn their perspective and use your perspective, yours, your uniqueness, showcase your uniqueness. But it's also good to know the perspective of others in the same field to see how they think, what they did in there. It's really, really... No, no, what works, what doesn't. You know, he's got years of experience. Yes, absolutely. And and he he was sharing at the book. Um, I'm now uh, almost finishing it, but he was sharing about his life when he started a podcasters, when he got to the radio the first time, how he was in a shock where he didn't know what to say, what to say in a radio. And it's just interesting to how he built up his career and general tips about uh, lots, loads of stuff. Even he talked about interviews. I really, really like this book. You, you know who my favorite uh, uh, host of all time is? Uh, bring up uh, Johnny Carson, if you don't mind, Dan. Uh, do you know who potentially is? Johnny? Johnny Carson. You'll see it right now. Johnny Carson was the first host for the late night TV show. In fact, you just open the pictures. It doesn't matter. Late, yeah, just open images and we'll see. Yeah, Johnny Carson. He was my favorite host ever. Mm. I think the way he pronounces, the way he speaks, you know, the way he can he can just be this very cool guy. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. Brilliant. yeah brilliant. He's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. If you have a chance, you should definitely, definitely, definitely uh, check out Johnny Carson. Fantastic. But he's from the old era, so the numbers of. Uh, he's long dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's been dead for like 20 years or so, really? or even more, yeah. How, at that time, uh, you were watching his stuff. So I was in Saudi Arabia at the time, and at, mm. the, at the time, there was a lot of black and white TV as I was growing up. It was a lot of Three Stooges, stuff like that. And uh, I remember my dad talking to me about Johnny Carson and saying like you really enjoyed it and this kind of stuff. I think as I was growing up, I, 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 was, I was surrounded more and more of that lingo and that world. Right. And then as soon as the internet came about and DVDs and stuff like that, I would buy like d- the disc set collections of like Johnny Carson's Late mm-hmm. Night Show. And then I'd watch it and I'd be like amazed, you know, mm-hmm. what like you could still smoke on TV. You know yeah. that he, that he, he the way he presents and people he'd have on the show. Sometimes his guests were just completely blind drunk, right. on national television, live, and the guests would just come in and just like because this was a different era, it was a different time. Right, right. And I was just amazed by that ability to be so free and candid. Mm. Right. Now there's lots of restrictions into. 
Where do you see a label on this, right? <laughs> yeah, I think you, you removed it just a few. <laughs> well, it's, it, it is what it is, right? Yeah, I know. 